Hi, my name is Anna Marcoline. I'm a psychotherapist and life coach who's been practicing for 25 years. This podcast is my way of continuing to pay it forward. I am here with you as a therapist and life coach, but I'm also coming to you as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and a friend. I'm here with you and I want you to know that you're not alone. Welcome. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 113. So I am joined today again by my better half, Tim, and we're talking again, continuing the talk about goals in 2023. So we mentioned it in December of what small habits you're thinking about changing, how it takes baby steps to get there. And now that it's January 17th and we're halfway through January, we are talking about our own goals and how are all of you doing? Where are you at? Did you set any goals for yourself? Did you set any resolutions? And how's it working out for you now? So many of you may already know that because of other episodes that we've done, I'm not really a resolution person. I've never been a New Year's resolution person. I don't know why. It just never really vibed with me. But I set goals for myself. I just didn't do it on January 1st. And I think that's probably a really common way of thinking. Many people don't set these New Year's resolutions. And I think why I haven't set them, especially as I got into maybe my 30s and 40s, is that I knew that they didn't work, especially with fitness. I saw so many people set resolutions for fitness and and saw them drop off. So for me, it was always just keep on doing what you have been doing in the year prior, maybe do it better. So what about you? Well, I look at it. So if you think about it, there's really just three things that typically come to mind when, when people talk about New Year's resolutions, right? Like I'm going to start blah, blah, blah on January 1st. What is it? Top three things. Fitness. Food. Alcohol. Oh, yeah. Right? It's typically, it most times. FFA. FFA. Fitness, food, alcohol. All right. Make a t-shirt. There you go. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have to be those things. And it doesn't have to be on that day necessarily, right? You and I kind of, we kind of had a, um, a moment of talking about that topic. And gosh, it's amazing that that's already been a month ago that we've already talked about. Like, yeah, oh, that was like December 12th right? or 13th yeah. episode. Yeah. And, we, and we said, why does it have to be that your, 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 big, your big moment is going to be on January 1st? Why can't it be January 5th or can it be December 20th or it could be any day? Right? Well, I think it's... I think we need the month of January to kind of chill yeah. and come down from the holidays. I see this with my clients. My clients talk about it all the time, that it's a time of, for many people, it's putting away all those holiday decorations. It's um, getting rid of the sweets or the cookies and the extras, all the holiday baking things that either they baked themselves or they picked up at the store, all the peppermint you know, chocolate covered pretzels that are still sitting around. It's like, Oh, just dump them. I got to get them out. I really think that January is a purge. I think it's a time of quieting down. There's not so much to do. There's not as much running around. And for me, it's February 1st. Look at February 1st as a time to do that reset and to start thinking about how do you want the next 11 months to go? Yeah. And what is it in your life that you want to work on? And, and take every aspect of your life, and I mean your spiritual, your mental, your emotional, 
your psychological, every aspect of your life, the relationships you're in your life and think about where they're at. Do an, do an audit in your, of your whole life. Think about where they're out and what is good, what stays the same, what can stay the same, what's not good, what needs improving and dial down on that. And what's, so it's, it's what's good, what's neutral, what's not good. So what's neutral can stay. What's good. Keep doing that. Maybe cultivate that even more. What's not good. Let's focus there. And this is exactly what I do with my coaching clients. Uh, Sometimes with therapy clients too, but coaching, this is what really it's about. And it, there's action steps that are set in place for them that we work on together that we come up with and they do the action during the week of working on those little baby step goals and making changes. So maybe, maybe January can be renamed. Maybe January is the month to kind of assess and, and yeah. maybe, maybe plan your reset, which is going to start on February, February 1st. And let's not, and I, I, I really bristle at February 1st. I bristle at these numbers. Yeah. It's, Maybe in the first week in January, plan your reset. You know, it to me, it doesn't matter so much the number as much as you write it down in your calendar or in your planner, you're either your paper or your digital planner, and you become intentional about it. And you intend to, on February 4th, make that change of you're going to wake up at 6 a.m. and you're going to work out. Set the intention, write it down, then take action versus, you know, it's going to be February 1st, you know, and I, and I let what you just said to him, right. Let January be a time of resetting. Just take your time, be with yourself, quiet yourself down and look at your life. Yeah. Where do you want the next year to go? Where do you want to be in December of 23? So next December, 2023, we're on the podcast talking with all of you. I want you to think about what would I like to be able to say to myself next December that, you know what, I really dialed in on my nutrition. I finally got help with it and I dialed it in or I really took charge of my finances. I finally, you know, sat down and wrote everything out where I'm spending my money. I finally decided to like, you know, delete apps off my phone for shopping, you know, like the Amazon app, the Sara app, whatever, Banana Republic, whatever your 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 apps are for shopping. <laughs> you sound like you're talking from experience. I am. <laughs> I have them. <laughs> and I've had to delete those apps because they're not good. Yeah. Because they're literally at my fingertips. That so time now, suck. Well, time. now it's, it is because now where I was shopping on my laptop, maybe, now I'm like... <laughs> in my bed with my phone, like, you know, a foot from my face. And I'm like, Oh, that's such a cute skirt. Oh, I love that top. Mm. Oh, that outfit's adorable. I love those shoes. And I'm like, I could just buy it right now. I'm sitting in bed. And I remember years ago when I was first doing this, I remember thinking to myself, this is the best thing ever. I am in bed and I'm shopping and I'm getting like these rocking shoes. Well, that can also not be a good thing as I've realized from experience, right? That like, Okay, Anna, you didn't need to spend money on this. You that was an impulse buy. So 
If you want to do what a lot of people do, you put everything in your shopping cart and then you just get off the app. Many, many men and women do that. They shop and they add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. Just and then let they, it sit there. And they just let it sit there and they just get off the app. But the problem is they now know, you know, the algorithm. They know you're there. And when you pull up the app again, there's your shopping cart still full of everything that was in there a month ago. So I tell, you know, people now, because I've done this, just delete the app. If it's not there, you know, it's, it's just one more step to have to go put it into your, your search bar. Just get Just get rid of the app. But that's something well, that could be a great goal for 2023 is to delete apps and really get your finances really straight for yourself and your family around, you know, your budget around, let's say shoes. For me, it's shoes, you know, or clothes or I don't know, like it's household home decor. You know, you can go gangbusters in home decor because there's some really amazing people out there advising on TikTok about in social media, Instagram about home decor, how to shop at home goods. I personally love that or home sense and how to go to those stores and, and the designers take you in there. So you can tell them enjoying this by talking about it, mm. but be careful, you know, be careful of, you know, how you're spending your money. So that might be something for 23 for all of you is to really, you know, silo that. Um, I know that I've had to, I've had to silo. And so let's, that leads us into the, the conversation you and I had had earlier about siloing social media. And you said, well, it's not just social media, it's media. I think it is media. I mean, I think it's, yeah. it's, yeah, the phone is definitely a time suck for everybody. Um, and, and it's different for everybody. It's a different, how me- we use it. Yeah. Um, what, what but, we like, right? Yeah. Where you go, where your what are your frequent flyer spots? You know, everybody's got different stuff. Um, but in addition to that, I mean, there's time spent, you know, watching television, watching your favorite show, watching your favorite series, you know, whatever that might be. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, in moderation as in everything else, but it's like, still, it's like evaluating where you're spending your air quotes, free time or your, maybe what you feel is like your earned break time. You know, it's, it's like you, you, everybody's working hard. We all go to work or we work from home, whatever it is. And we get home and we like, you know, change into our casual clothes and it's like, Oh, it's my time now. I'm going to, you know, whatever. And, And it's like, okay, well, is it like, there is still stuff to do, right? Like you and I talk about, there's still little projects. That need to get done. But you have to have white space. You do need some space. Yeah. Right. I mean, what I, it's a white space is, you know, I I use this with my, my clients. So, so white space is time just for you. And so, you know, that is something that ought to be in your calendar where you just, it's time for Tim or it's time for Anna or it's time for, you know, Julie or Susie. Like that is time for you that you are accountable to no one except yourself and what you do in that white space time you get to do whatever you want so maybe that's go for a walk maybe that's to sit on your couch and scroll social media go ahead you got 45 minutes you got an hour that's your white space that you've earned because you have other things that are in your calendar for that day if you want to online shop and that's you know not a problem for you that's not a goal or something you feel like you need to work on go ahead and do it if you want to call a friend, if you want to just go through Instagram, if you want to, whatever you want to do, that's your time to go and do it without any guilt at all. And everybody does need that. I think that what you, what you and I have talked about, and I've talked about so much on here is that we are all guilty of spending too much time on social media, just doom scrolling 
and just mindlessly, you know, leaning up against a kitchen counter, eating a bowl of cereal, doom scrolling or scrolling through our phone and just watching other people who are putting on videos for you, their dances for you, watching, like I love the farm animals because I love animals, but watching other people who live and work on farms videotaping their farm animals and how they take care of their animals. They're living their lives. They're just putting it on. They're video recording it. They're living, do you know what I'm saying? They're living their lives. I'm sitting in my kitchen eating a bowl of cereal watching them. Yeah. And yes, I'm getting dopamine hits. That's why I'm enjoying it because I'm getting hits in my brain which make me feel good. And we cannot continue just to do that minute after minute after minute without being mindful of how we're spending our time. Yeah. So that's the social media piece and that what you and I also spoke about was also media. So, you know, so many of us, and I know, you know, maybe people won't want to hear it. I've had to tell myself this. We are spending too much time streaming shows. You know, COVID came around and we're all at home and we all got, I mean, I think so many of us, especially women got into, and if you weren't into it, women love true crime. We love true crime. It's just a thing. Women love it. And I think that true crime became a really big thing and documentaries became a really big thing. And I know I really did a deep dive in documentaries and it's time now to move out. It's time to not spend so much time watching all my HBO and Netflix documentaries. They're well done. They're good. And I need to not be doing that for two or three hours. That is a time suck. And for me personally, two to three hours is a waste of my time. And so what I encourage you all to do is really think about the time you're spending in 2023. So to do that audit right now, you know, and for this episode today, you might want to get out a piece of paper and a pencil and take some notes because I'm going to throw out some different topics for you all to think about if you want to really do your own time on it. You don't need, you can self-coach on this. So this is a self-coaching uh, episode for all of you if you want to work on a life audit. So one of them is going to be social media and media. How much time are you spending? So take a week and really, and write it down. Like a week later, you know, this is, so we're doing this. This is Tuesday when this drops next Tuesday, which is the 24th, look back at the week and, and really look at how many hours you spend in front of the television uh, streaming shows. How much time did you spend on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok? Um, I think those are the three big ones. I think the kids are on Snapchat a lot, the younger people, but that's a kind of their, that's kind of how they text. So I wouldn't include that, but I would say the big three. Uh, really look at the time you're spending on there. And I know we don't want to do it. We, it's like, la, 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 la. Like, it's like we want to like cover our ears and cover our eyes and, <laughs> and cover our mouths. Like, I don't really want to look at that. Yeah. If you say to yourself, I don't want to look at it, you need to look at it. Yeah. So anytime. Listen to that, right? Listen to that. <laughs> so anytime you say, I feel resistance from my clients, I'm like, oh, I, and this is on, it's amazing. Even on Zoom, I can, I can see it. And I say like, ah, I'm, I'm feeling that resistance from you. I'm getting that vibe. I feel the energy. I see the look on your face. Like, yeah, because I don't really want to do it. <laughs> I don't really want to do that. Well, why is that? Well, I guess I really know that I am spending too much time on social media, but I don't really want to look at it. Then that's what you need to look at. Yeah. And can't you, can't you go and see like how many hours you spend? Isn't there a way to look at yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Like per app. I or think per, well, the Apple, right? the Apple phones 
There's you can, there, you can get yeah. some feedback on that, I think, which would make it easier to it. assess. I have it. I don't know where it is in my, it's in yeah. my I don't know, it's in my settings. You can see it. Yeah, but that would make this a little bit of an easier yeah. assessment because you can. It's right there for you, right? You don't yeah. even have to remember or write anything down. Just go look at your phone and be like, oh my gosh, look at that yeah. number. Yeah, right. It's pretty scary. So, okay, so let's start. So that was social media and media. So. You know, and when you're thinking about maybe these next two weeks, if you're going to do a bit of a reset in February, take the rest of January and do the audit. So this is your self-coaching. Do your life audit. So I want you to think about your emotional health. How is your emotional health right now? How? So that's 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 a bullet point right there. Emotional health. How are your relationships? How? So there's another bullet point. Number two. How are the relationships with your spouse or your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend? How is your relationship with your kids? If you have kids, what's your relationship like with your parents? If you have a relationship with them, if, if they're alive, what's your relationship like with your friends? Do you have friends? Do you have girlfriends? Do you have boyfriends? What are those relationships like? What's the quality of relationship? A little bit of quantity. How much time are you spending with them? What? Okay. So that's like a, a sub sub bullet point. What is the quantity of time you're spending with them? What is the other bullet point is what is the quality of time you're spending with them? Okay. So what's it like when you're with them? Who, who is meaningful to you? Is it, do you have meaningful conversations with certain people? Think about, really think about the people in your life. Who's in your inner circle? Who's part of the inner sanctum? I like to say. Mm. So who's in the inner sanctum? Who? Are there people that you are very close in your life, like visually speaking, who's like within arm's length of you that, that are right there. They're your like ride or dies. They're the people you trust. Who are the people you feel psychologically safe with? Those are the people. And many of us, there's only one or two people there and that's good. That's okay. All right. Who's on the little bit on the outer, the outer periphery. Maybe those are, you know, friends you still see in the neighborhood or friends from a mom's group or friends from the kids' sports teams. Maybe there are people you see every three to four months for uh, dinners, you know. So I really want you to do an audit about the relationships in your life, okay? And look at the quality of those relationships. Who do you want to improve a relationship with? Who would you like to curate and hone a relationship with? Develop more emotional intimacy with them? What is your part in that? What can you do to improve that relationship? Rather than saying, they don't make an effort, they this, they that. I want you to stop yourself with that interior thinking. And I want you to take ownership of your your place in that relationship. What can you do to improve it? Okay? No more excuses. There's excuses and there's reasons in life. Most of us, it's excuses. Maybe 10% are really good reasons. Most of us make excuses for why relationships in our life are not better. Okay. So I'm, I'm putting the onus on you, the listener, to really think about what you can do to improve relationships. And then, of course, with the caveat that as you go through this audit, you may realize there are people who are not good for you that overstep boundaries all the time with you. You know, I talk about boundaries all the time. And they're people that you need to kind of push out further and further. They're in, but you really don't want them there. They kind of put themselves there. Maybe they're a very close nuclear family member, uh, maybe a mother, a father, an in-law, or a sibling, and they're just not good for your emotional health. You need to push them out. 
while you bring others in. Yeah. Okay. So that's a thought. Is that so? Um, when you look at that, is that is that a means of quantifying quality? Also, is is looking at what maybe the negative impact that that person's having or the perceived negative impact that person's having on your life. So that, that would be a means of quantifying that this is a quality relationship versus this is not a quality relationship. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I think that to everyone is different in how they think about what a quality relationship is, but a quality relationship is someone where you enjoy speaking with them. Yeah. It's a back and forth, you know, it's easy. It's, it's easy. And, you feel like you're seen in your hurt. Well, you know you're seen in your herd. Mm. It's not a one-way street with talking all the time. It's a back-and-forth dialogue. It's f- being seen and being heard. You speak, and they see you. They get you. And I think you have fun with them. You laugh with them. They make you laugh. You can you can really, so to speak, let your hair down and just be yourself. Those are the relationships, the people who ought to be in within arm's length, those are the ones. See if you can build upon them. Go further with them. Ask them out. Ask them, hey, can we, and it should be kind of easy though because they're people that you already have a decent relationship with. Go further. Ask them for plans. Ask them to go to a movie and dinner with you. Ask if they'd like to go to a show. Would you like to go to a concert? Ask them for plans. You be the one to take it upon yourself. And, And don't judge and don't keep score. Just do it. Yeah. Okay. Good. So emotionally, where's your health emotionally? How are you doing with your feelings, your emotions? Do you feel anger a lot? Do you feel anger frequently? Do you occasionally get angry? Where's your frustration level with people? Are you frustrated with your kids? Are you frustrated with your spouse? Frustration to me is a low key form of anger. I think, well, I know most people say to me that they're frustrated. And I say to all my clients, that's anger. You're just, because it's, we couch it in frustration because I think it's more socially acceptable to say that I'm frustrated when really what people are talking about is anger. You know, how often are you frustrated? Are you frustrated every day? Are you frustrated with how your life is today? Like, how did I get here? I'm married with kids. I used to be happy. I used to think life was good. And now I'm just like, pissed off and frustrated all the time. What are you frustrated about? What has led to the frustration? What has led to that low key anger? Really look at that. So that's a, that's a wonderful way to audit your emotional health. So frustration slash anger, sadness. What are you, what are your emotions around sadness, loneliness, isolation, your emotions around how happy are you? How often do you feel content? How often do you feel at peace with your life, with yourself, yourself in your life, you, that's your emotional health. That's good. That's good. I could go further with this, but we would be doing this. We would be doing this for hours, but that's a little bit of a, just off the top of my head, what I would say about emotional health. This third one is really big. It's your mindset. Where is your mindset? How mentally fit are you? So we talk about physical fitness. We talk about getting in shape. We talk about nutrition. We talk about, you know, I talk about sleep. We talk about, you know, getting fit. 
you know, going for walks, going for runs, doing cardio, doing getting on the Peloton bike. Many of you love your Peloton bikes. It, it, I'm not going to lie. It's a great workout. It is. And that's, those are goals that people want. People want to lose that extra 10 pounds. People want to get rid of that belly. You know, people want to get abs, men and women alike. I mean, this is the thing, right? I feel like it's every decade, every age, every age, almost every age comes to me from teenagers to my clients in their seventies. Everybody really is not loving. And I'm, I know I'm making an absolute statement by saying everybody. So I'll take that back and say probably 85% of people that I've talked to over my thousands of hours of talking with people are not loving their bodies and want to make changes. It's a thing. I mean, I think it's a bigger problem that we're not talking about in this episode today. So we make efforts though. We buy those expensive bikes. We buy those treadmills. We, we pay for the gym memberships. You know, we do the apps. I've got a great app that I'm on that I absolutely love because strength training and fitness is really important to me. Okay, that's fine. What about your mental fitness? Are you paying for mental fitness? Are you paying for, you know, and you don't have to pay for, for this, of course, because that would be coaching. All right. But are, what are you doing to work on it yourself? You know, how are you doing with your self-talk? How is that inner critic that's living in your head? Do you talk back to that inner critic? Do you, do you shush it and tell it to go away? What do you struggle with? How fit are you? How are you with your confidence? How are you with your self-esteem? That's mental fitness. Yeah. So self-esteem, confidence, showing up in life, feeling good about who you are. How do you talk to yourself? Do you, how much do you let those, uh, those little like gremlins run around rent free in your head saying shit to you all day long about how you perform at work, how you are when you have to speak at a staff meeting, or maybe you have to give a talk. How are you you know, think of anywhere in life, anywhere with a friend, with your friend, you're the group, you get in the car and here you go. You start talking about to yourself about how you shouldn't have said this. You shouldn't have said that, you know, I'm a shitty wife. Of course it's my fault. Of course I got here. Think about your mental fitness. That's really important. Yeah. I think so. I mean, just listening to the, the different Areas that we need to consider. I mean, it's like it fully supports having this reset in the month of January. Yeah. Like it, it will take the whole month to be able to evaluate the this import, could take a, the Yeah, this could, I would say take two weeks to look over all this. Right? I mean, that's yeah. for sure. Gosh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's and there's more here because like think about, so this is really, really what this is, is you committing to your own self and committing to personal development and growth committing to grow, committing to change. Change is hard. Change is hard for all of us. And that leads into, you know, the next piece, the next bullet point is look at your resilience. How resilient are you? So audit yourself. Where have you been resilient in your life? Where have you not been resilient? When have you gotten shut down and said, I can't do it. I won't do it. And you just were in fear, living in fear afraid to make changes, afraid to pursue a relationship, afraid to end a relationship that you knew wasn't working. You stayed with it and you were afraid to be resilient. And you'd even tell yourself, I'm not, I'm not resilient. I don't have grit. Really audit yourself there. Afraid to leave a job, 
because you knew your boss loved you so much, but you hated it, you know, afraid to, you know, or maybe you're going, we were talking about this earlier, maybe you're going back into the workplace now and that's requiring you to now be resilient again because you don't want to go back. You like remote work, full-time home, and now you have to go back maybe five days a week or the minimum, it's the hybrid and you don't want to do it. Where's your grit? Yeah. Where's your resilience? I mean, I could, that is another episode because I could talk, I could talk specifically about the workplace and grit and resilience. Yeah. I mean, that's to really dig into that one. That would take some time. Right. right? And, but it's, it's huge right now because that's all going, it's going on all over the place and everybody's having to kind of work their way through that right. in every industry. Right. Uh, we were speaking earlier about, um, Disney and Bob Iger, they brought the yeah. um, president or CEO back to Disney, Bob Iger, who retired. And I forget the name of the guy that came after him, but they fired him after, what, several months? The listeners may know the story better than me, and they brought him, Bob Iger, back out of retirement, so he's back there now. And I've been reading that people are not happy because he has is making other remote workers come back to work four days a week, and they're not happy. Many people, and he made a comment about creatives, the creatives, even the creatives in, in tech um, need to be together. They need to be seeing each other. And the pushback has, from the creatives has been, no, not necessarily. Many creatives are introverts and they don't need to be around others to be creative. They do really good work by themselves. And, you know, I've, these are criticisms now of, of Iger and bringing people back to work that that's not relevant. That's not 2023. He doesn't have his finger on the pulse of what's happening today, what employees and workers want and need. Uh, we don't want to be surveillanced and surveillancing is a wonderful thing. Said no one ever in the <laughs> workplace. Yeah. Nobody wants to be surveilled. Nobody wants to be micromanaged. You want to talk about like killing the morale for people do that. Yeah. And so, I mean, we were talking about, you know, let's say that's you and let's say everything in you hates it. You like having, you know, a shower and your hair brushed and for women, a little, maybe a little bit of makeup on and a blouse on top, but, you know, leggings and or pajama bottoms on the bottom. You like that. You've gotten used to it. And you would even say you're probably doing just as good, if not better work, working from home. Because you're not standing, someone's not standing in your doorway chit-chatting with a cup of coffee at 9.30 in the morning. You like talking to them, but it's a waste of time at the same time. You know, now you're not doing that anymore. So there's plus and minuses to each. You know, you're not, you know, spending 45 minutes at somebody else's desk or in the break room talking about your weekend and how you're going, you know, fly fishing and how excited you are that you're going fly fishing in Montana. I mean, you could talk about that for an hour because you're excited about it, but then, you're like, oh, geez, it's three o'clock, and I just spent an hour talking to that person. So there's pluses and minuses. Maybe in some ways we need that, and in some ways with productivity we don't. Yeah. And people are really having a hard time. So can you be resilient about that? It's hard. Can you do hard things? And if you can't, then you need to possibly go and talk to your manager, your boss, and negotiate and advocate for yourself to stay working remote or hybrid. And if you cannot and you advocate, that also takes courage. So courage is also in here too. 
that takes courage. And if they say no, no how, no way it can't happen, then you move on to the next step of considering looking for work elsewhere. But you said that's harder. So we had a nice conversation about that, a back and forth little debate because you said, yeah, but if you're 40, 45, 50 and you've been working there and you have a, you know, a great, you got a good package, it's not so easy to leave the older you get, right? It's, well, I think so. I think you're, you're, you're already like looking at that sunset a little bit, right? You've got it planned out and you're like going to be able to like, you know, it's another eight years, another, it's, you know, nine, 10, 11 years, whatever it is. You could see the light at the end of the tunnel right. and it's like, you know where you're at. You feel comfortable where you're at. You're not happy with this new hybrid arrangement. But the alternative is to start over. And what is that going to look like? That might look worse for you, right? It, it yeah. might You might not be as comfortable there. And you might be like, shoot, I wish I would have never left because I know what if I, if I would have run the course at Disney, let's say, um, that's my retirement package would look like this, let's say, if everything were to kind of just go as it probably would for you. Um, but again, that's, that's us being able to assess both options and then having the courage to hit go on one of them, yeah. even though it might maybe backfire for you down the road, but you don't know that you have to take the chance, you know, and I, and I would say, get help with that, you know, find, find a mentor, get consultation around that. If you are someone who's in that really kind of sticky spot where you don't know which way to turn when it comes to career and employment, if you're someone who's in that place, get consultation, get, get a coach, you know, coaching, you know, I help people really go through the details of that. We really work out a plan for that. Get coaching, you know, don't do that by yourself. It, it is hard. Sometimes we can't we can't see outside of ourselves. We, we're totally subjective and it really does help to bring in an outside objective person. Like I just had, it's so funny. Um, well, it's not really funny, but I did laugh about it though this morning with my coach who coaches me, I said something about, well, I don't really, I said something to her like, well, I don't really do that. I was talking about another example of, um, something that a lot of people in my field do. I said, I don't really, well, I don't really do that. And she goes, yes, you do, Anna. And I said, <laughs> what? She was, yes, you do. You do that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, I don't. It's kind of joking. And I was laughing and I'm like, it's so interesting how she sees me. It wasn't a bad thing, but it was like a come to Jesus moment. She's yeah. like, yes, you do. Yeah. You don't, you do that all the time too. And it's amazing to me. So that's that blind spot work I talk about all the time. You know, you listeners who've been listening for a while, you know that. I talk about the blind spot work. I could not see because we are subjective. We only know our experiences and our feelings. We cannot get out of our own way. And that's okay. We, it was not expected that we ought to be able, or air quote, should be able to get out of our own way. We, we have our thoughts. We have our feelings. They're valid. Sometimes we do need another person to come in and look at our life, look at our situation, look at what we're in, tap us on the shoulder and say, wait a minute, did you think of it this way? Did you think of it that way? And let's look at the big picture here. That's what I, you know, I do with people that, you know, let's say they're like, you said earlier about, you know, the work in the workplace and if you're going to stay there or not. I look at like an umbrella, I put, I raise the umbrella over you and the umbrella is your whole life. Where do you want in the big picture? Can you suck it up? Can you stay here 
for five more years because where, what do you dream about? So this is the last bullet point, everybody. Your dreams. What do you dream about? Where do you dream of being in 10 years? Given that you're healthy and things are going okay in your life, what are your dreams? Do you dream about retiring? Do you dream about moving? Do you dream about finally getting that boat? Do you dream about living in the same neighborhood as your kids? Do you dream about traveling? What do you dream about? So do you need to suck it up now? Because you value, it's your value system because you value travel and come hell or high water, you're going to be traveling in 15 years. Then maybe you suck it up now because you've got a great package at this work and maybe, okay, now that I think about it that way, all right, I'm going back to work four days a week. I'll get used to it. I did it for 15, 10, Forever. 15. I did it for 10, 15, <laughs> 20 years before COVID. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah. but I will Yeah. because I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the prize of 15 years from now. Yeah. So that's the last bullet point is uh, dreaming. But uh, I really want you to think about, so all this to say, I mean, this is such a hot topic and I, I love these topics because I think that it helps. It helps to, you know, to, to go through a life audit. And I know I have done it and I know that you've done it. And I think it's important to look at every aspect. I mean, we haven't talked about, I mean, you could, you could do an audit on finances you could really look at your 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 money story. What is your money story? Look at your mindset around money. Are you in a scarcity mindset? Are you in an abundance mindset around money? That alone, you could spend some time on with yourself. Maybe for you, finances are an issue for you. So maybe you spend the next two weeks doing in your life audit, really uh, drilling down on finances. Where do you want the end of 2023 to be for you with finances? Maybe it's paying off debt. Maybe it's cutting up credit cards. Maybe it's investing more. Think about that. So that's another piece of it. I really want you to think about how you spend your time. So time is something that maybe you need to be audited. And that's a little bit going back to the beginning of the social media piece. Think about, you know, wellness. So what are you doing to take care of your body? And that's not just fitness, but wellness in general. Are you taking care of your body? And that's smoking, that's alcohol, are you going, are you seeing a chiropractor? Are you getting massages? Do hands being laid on you help you? You know, does that help your body? Does that, does, for me, it brings down my cortisol level. So that's important for me that I, that I do get massages. I'm not great about it. It is a, it really is a game changer for me when I do do it. So there's lots of different areas here that you all can work on. Maybe in the next two weeks, pick five of these that are important for you and then dial in on maybe two or three that you really want to work on in 2023. Okay, so this is, I want you to commit to your own growth. I want you to commit to 2023 being a time of personal development and growing within yourself. So think about relationships, think about your mindset, think about your emotional health, think about your resilience and grit. And finally, think about your dreams. What do you dream about? Where do you want to be 10 or 15 years from now? Okay. There's also other little subcategories of time and money, um, how you nurture yourself, self-confidence, identity. You can go further with all of it. But for now, let's just stick with those that I mentioned. Sounds like a good 
month of assessment. Yeah. Well, it's two weeks because in February, what you all might want to consider doing is at some point in February, I'm saying two weeks because it's the 17th. So I'm saying the rest of January. Yeah. In February, think about what you want to work on. And if you want to take three of the bullet points and work on them, great. And then set the goals for the whole year for where you want to be in December. So if you're going to say your mental fitness, what do you need to do? That's mindset. Work on that. And what do you need to do to make changes? Can you do that by yourself? Can you self-coach? Most people need help with that. Most people do need uh, coaching around that. So think about hiring a coach. You know, reach out to me. I will help you. I can help you if we're a great fit with each other. Uh, if not, you can find someone else. But get coaching around that because that's game changing. Yeah. Um, maybe you want to work on your emotional health. Maybe you want to work on relationships. Maybe you're tired of being depressed. And some of you are just situationally depressed. Some of you may really struggle with a mood disorder. So maybe part of 2023 is you're going to get a therapist. You're going to you're going to reach out. You're going to search for therapists. You're going to vet them. You're going to email. You're going to get on a phone call with them. And you're going to find that therapist for yourself. And that's what you're doing this year is that once a week, you're going to psychotherapy because you really need to learn the skills to move out of this depression that you're in. Mm. Okay. So really think about for yourself what you want to do. Nice. And then put it into action and get it done. Do it. Okay, everyone. All right. Mad love. And we'll see you next week. All right. Sounds good. I want to talk about my partner, Athletic Greens, or AG1. I take Athletic Greens literally every day. I first heard about AG1 several years ago when the big podcasters in the sports performance world kept talking about it on their podcast. I'm thinking, what is this Athletic Greens? Michael Gervais, Rich Roll, professional athletes that I followed, guests on podcasts, were all singing the praises of AG1. So I'm curious. I want to know what the people who are at the top of their game are taking. I want what it is that they have. I want to take it too. So I looked into AG1. I now take it every day before I work out while making my coffee. And it makes me feel like, you know what? I'm doing something good for my body every day. It really does give me that boost of energy that I need. And I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry like I was before that, you know, maybe three or four days out of the week, I take all my vitamins and minerals because I just wasn't great about taking all those pills every morning. I didn't like doing it and I would blow it off. And that really is not good enough. It's it's not good enough as we get older and I want to be in really great health and take care of my body. So I reached out and it is the best vitamin and mineral supplementation program you can take. It's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune support, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. So if you all want to be like me and take ownership of your health, this is the best way to start. It's a no-brainer. It's easy. This is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Yes, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you listen to my podcast several episodes ago when I had the kids on the podcast talking about blended families, we talked about Athletic Greens and 
how the kids steal the travel packs because they love them too. You cannot go wrong. You will not regret it. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Anna, A-N-N-A. That's athleticgreens.com slash Anna, A-N-N-A, in all caps. Check it out. You won't regret it.